Alright folks, how you doing? This is Russell with the True Results 303 podcast. Once again, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it greatly. Don't forget to visit the website, trueresults303.com. That's T-R-U-R-E-S-U-L-T-S-303. Sign up for the free newsletter. Look at a couple of those free downloads there for you, setting goals, nutrition, supplementation. Once again, don't forget to also check out the True Results 303 YouTube channel. We're doing exercises. I've got a great client that allows me to videotape some of our exercises, routines. Um, I make my own as well. I do some cooking recipes and then also motivational stuff. And of course, the podcast, subscribe. Don't forget to share all this information with people. That would help me greatly. I would appreciate it. And I first just want to start off by giving a shout out here on SoundCloud. Since that, that's who's hosting, I've got some followers. So I just want to give them a shout out. Amanda, she doesn't count. But thank you. Her and I are chatting right now. We've got Nina Duche. Dushi. Thank you. Jada is, Jade is underscore cool 2390. Thank you. Camilla Cook 92. Thank you very much. Shea Marie. That don't count. She's my friend as well in Singapore. Singapore right now I think is where she's at. Thank you. And then Sam V. Burns. Thank you as well. Thank you guys for supporting the show. I hope you're enjoying the content. Once again, feel free to email me at trueresults303 at gmail or at yahoo if you have any questions, anything you would like me to talk about. So today I'm going to come at you with this episode on how to change the world. right? I think everybody's got uh, some goal that fits that criteria in my opinion. And, you know, that's kind of where this journey has led me. And sorry, there is a thunderstorm going on right now. I thought this would kind of kind of be some cool background noise. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it throughout the show or not. But changing the world. How can we do it? Influencing the world. And, you know, this is going to, this is going to go in a lot of different directions. And I just hope you enjoyed this show. So first, it's always going to start. This is probably why you're listening to this podcast. It starts with you. You need to know yourself, what are your goals, what do you like, and what do you dislike. This is something that you need to know. And because, of course, the first key to changing the world is, or influencing the world, is making sure that you're happy. And if you're not happy, you're not going to be able to fully impact the world in the way that you want to. So you've got to make sure that you are following your dreams and your goals and you know that's why I started this whole movement for myself the whole true true results 303 community Um, it started with fitness it turned into a mental journey into a spiritual journey and now I am just trying to fine-tune all of these areas of my life and sharing it with everybody and hope hoping that it's going to turn into my business and my career it is something that I enjoy greatly I've always been someone that is afraid to talk in public. 
Uh, one of those people that have really sweaty hands. I'm going to make a video on how to overcome and eliminate sweaty hand syndrome. I have it badly. Not as much now. Days. Uh, but once again, it's what are your goals? What are your dislikes? And one thing we've got to understand that money might not be the greatest factor when you are pursuing your dreams and your goals. There's going to be hardships and struggles. Uh, it might not be something where you're going to make millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. But once again, I think peace of mind, happiness is go always going to overcome that. You know, As long as you're happy and you're not coming home, you're upset, arguing with your spouse all the time, your children all the time. I don't think money's a big deal as long as you're on that journey, um, doing what you love, and you're able to support yourself. I think that's the greatest thing. You know, same with me with personal training and and these YouTube videos and these podcasts and with my eBooks I'm working on. You know, I don't know how much I'm gonna make. Is it gonna be a lot? Is it gonna be a little? The one thing I know is I've been doing landscaping for over ten years, and to tell you the truth, as long as I can make as much money as I did landscaping, to me that's perfect. You know, that hey, at least I'm not landscaping and I'm doing something that I love and enjoy and I'm being able to influence people in the way, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty good at and decent at. You know, one thing I've heard is when all these killings were going on where, you know, where supposedly the cops were killing black children in their neighborhoods and things like that. I was working at the gym with... A young lady who is black, African-American, whatever you want to call it. I think she's actually half, half black, half Hispanic. But that's one thing she said. I was sitting there talking to her and it was her frustration coming out. And that's something that she said. It was, you know, if, if black people get upset that these white cops are killing black people then, or black children, then it's our job as black culture, black society, you know, whatever you want to call it, the black community, there we go. It's our job to become police officers instead of wanting to be rappers and athletes and all these different things, right? It's your job to find a career that is going to help your community, teachers, counselors, things like that. You know, these, these children are hurting out there. These younger generations are hurting out there. 20-year-olds are hurting out there. 30-year-olds are hurting out there. And they need guidance and they need help. And in any way, shape, or form, we think that's possible. Um, we need to do it. So if that is your passion, I greatly encourage you to pursue it. And there's always multiple avenues of supporting yourself and creating income we've just got to be creative and you can make tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars if we get creative and we use the technology and other forms of communication to be able to meet new people Next, I'm going to say carpooling is going to change the world and not because of what you think. It's not because of, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not because of pollution. It's just another way to talk to your fellow man, your fellow person, your friend and get to know them. Especially for men, we are horrible at communicating with each other or at least my friends and I are. Uh, but this is a great time to turn off the radio and actually talk to 
to the person next to you. Get to know them. I mentioned this in the last video about, or sorry, the last <clears throat> podcast about dieting. Get to know them. Call your family members. What's going on in their lives? Stop text messaging. Actually call them. What's going on in their lives? How can you help them? How can they help you? I have a neighbor across the street and uh, when my father died, I got all this stuff I had to bring in. Man, it was it was overflowing into the uh, parking lot. And one day I was just, he's like, what's going on? Are you moving? You know, and him and I created this great friend, friendship just off of my father passing. Come to find out his father and his his parents passed when they were, when he was 16 or 17. You know, my father passed when I was 33. <clears throat> but we were able to bond over that. Now every once in a while him and I talk, we have these deep spiritual talks. He was Catholic. I am Catholic. He's not anymore. He's just a spiritual person. But we've had great conversations over the, over um, just life. You know, he was going through some hard times. And, you know, we were just able to bond over these things. And... Once again, I'm a firm believer that anything we do in our lives is going to affect our fellow man, no matter what it is. And um, just the more you can get out there, the more you can talk to people, the more you can include yourself in someone's life, life, the better off we are going to be as a whole. Next, this is going to be a big one I think I've discussed as well, volunteering. Volunteer your time. You've got to be able to volunteer. And I mentioned that before in the last one on the spiritual journey. Once again, it's just getting out there, being vulnerable. This is going to help you in any way, shape, or form. If you're someone like I was that was really shy in talking to people, like I said, you might think it's hard to believe, but I'm a very shy person. and Or at least I was. I'm getting better at it. This is just another way to help you overcome an obstacle in your life and help you to Improve yourself, and that's what this journey is all about, improving yourself and being able to help others while in the process of improving yourself. So this is a, this has greatly helped me on my journey. Next, now we're going to get into some more of the, the meat and potatoes of it, some of that stuff you had already heard. I apologize if it was repetitive, um, but next is going to be what you eat, and this one is might not seem that important, but it is. So for those of you who don't know, I went vegan for about six to eight months, probably about three, four years ago. And in doing so, I decided that, you know, then I started purchasing vegan magazines, you know, I don't know what the name of the magazine was, but just kind of diving more into the culture because for some people, this is their religion, right? They're super obsessive about this. I was up in Central City Blackhawk here in Colorado, <clears throat> excuse me, with my <clears throat> family for a birthday party. My family are big gamblers. I'm not a gambler. I don't gamble. Um, but we were going up there for the birthday party. I drove up there to eat. And we eat at the buffet, of course. It's kind of like, like Las Vegas. It is our gambling area in Colorado. And I saw this vegan couple come in. And the only reason why I knew is because I overheard their conversation when I was in food for, in line for food. And it was, ooh, those vegetables look good, but I wonder if there's butter in them. Ooh, this looks good, but I wonder if there's milk in it. You know, and, and I think we need to calm down on that aspect. I understand if you're super hardcore vegan, 
Um, but I think we need to calm it down a little bit on that. You know, that seems a little ridiculous, but hey, I'm not super vegan. I never was. I did it as an experiment for myself. Uh, but the one thing I did learn, though, when reading some of these vegan magazines, and it makes perfect sense. Once again, we are here in America. We are blessed with abundance of anything and everything, and food being one of these. And when I read this magazine, there was a very interesting article in it, and it talked about how being vegetarian actually is good for the earth. And there's two ways, but I'm going to talk about one first. So if we talk about the normal eating habits of chickens and of cows, they are vegetarian, right? Well, cows are. They eat grass, weeds, you know, they graze on the prairie. Unfortunately, we don't feed them that. That's why they fatten up. That's why they're very diseased. We feed them grains, corn, grain little biscuits, weird biscuit things. They give them a little bit of hay. Um, and the reason why I know a little bit more about the diet of cattle is because my great-grandparents, my grandfather as well, they were ranchers. So they made their living off of raising cattle. That was the family thing. And a majority of the time they are feeding them these grain diets. And this helps fatten up the cow. That's why if you purchase from an actual rancher, it'll say grain finished. So they feed them grass supposedly or they graze them for two to three, you know, for a year, whatever the case may be, however long it takes for the cow to mature. And then the last three months, they grain feed it because that's going to fatten it up. And we all know the fat is that tasty part. You know, a sirloin versus a prime rib. That prime rib is juicier, tastier versus that sirloin, which is a leaner meat. And then it comes to chickens, right? Same thing. They'll eat bugs, but once again, they're also good. they'll mainly eat bugs, I, I assume. Um, and they they get fed a grain diet as well. And unfortunately, antibiotics is what we'll go into as well. But once again, these chickens, what the average chicken probably is five pounds, maybe six pounds. But when they feed them grain, in order to actually for these for these animals to actually grow and mature where we are able to slaughter them for food, they say, you know, it's about five pounds of meat. But in order for this chicken to actually mature, it takes, it was something ridiculous, like 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds of grain to feed them. And then we as humans get five pounds of meat out of 20 pounds of corn, rice, whatever grain they're feeding them. <clears throat> So if you think about it, imagine how much food or how much, um, yeah, how much food could feed a family if you had like 50 pounds of rice. I mean, that would feed them for an entire month versus five pounds of chicken is going to feed a family of four after it cooks down for one dent, one meal, right? It's only going to feed a family for one meal, maybe two but 50 pounds of rice, corn, whatever the case may be, can feed a starving family in another country. Even your own family, if you just ate rice every meal, could feed you for a long time. A long time. Some of those large bags of dog food are, I think, 50 pounds. Maybe not even 50, 30 or 40. Um, but just 
kind of visualize, think of a large pa uh, bag of dog food, those jumbo sizes, that's probably about 50 pounds, I would assume. Imagine that much rice, how much that could feed somebody. But yet for us, that's going to feed a chicken for its entire life so we can have five pounds of meat. So something to think about. That's another reason why going vegetarian, vegan, experimenting for a while is a good thing. It is going to help the planet. <clears throat> Next is going to be the same thing. It's going to be the antibiotics that are in these chickens. They don't really put antibiotics in cattle, but they do put them in chickens. A small amount will help the chicken, the fowl, whatever you want to call it, grow bigger and faster and grow faster. And in doing so now, this is harming us as humans. Why? Because now we are daily being exposed to antibiotics. And then unfortunately, when we get sick and we need antibiotics, now a majority of these antibiotics aren't working. I think they said there's really only like three to four antibiotics that actually work right now. Eventually, this was like the savior medicine, medication for the human race back in whenever it was, 40s, 50s, 60s, whenever it came out. Early 1900s maybe, I'm not sure. Now, a majority of these don't even work because... It's in the food. We're digesting it all the time. These bacterias are becoming immune to it. So once again, something to think about. Next, if you watch, they talk about global warming and the gas and the pollution. The next one is the biggest contributor to greenhouse gases. If I were greenhouse, I hope that's the, the proper one, is the flatulence of cows. So when these animals are farting. That creates more pollution than cars, anything like that. It's the biggest contributor to pollution is the methane gas that comes from the cattle on these farms, these ranches. And I think the big thing as well could be because we are giving them that grain-fed diet. I know when I eat horribly over a weekend... I have major digestive issues and stomach issues for the next two to three days. So now if we are feeding them a diet that they are not used to and they have difficulties digesting, of course they're going to have more flatulence. And they're going to have stomach pains and they're going to be uneasy and they're going to be coming diseased and ill because they themselves are struggling with digesting this food. Another thing I just popped into my head is they talk about just the way these animals are treated, right? If you're a firm believer that a positive attitude is going to create positive outcomes in your life, we've got to understand that these cattle are treated horribly. These cattle are probably very depressed. These chickens are probably very depressed. Some of them, if you watch some of these vegan videos where they go into these factories, when these chickens are born, they straight cut their beaks off. Because they don't want them pecking at each other and killing each other. So imagine, right when you're born, they just cut your beak off. Now you're roaming around with your beak cut off. When, you, when you're first born, they rip the baby away from their mother. Instantly. You know, you're walking around, you have 
you know, just enough room, you're, you're shoulder to shoulder, these cattle, they're very depressed. So now what happens when you're eating depressed meat? This is another concept I've heard before. I'm not sure if it's true. But like I said, if you're someone who believes that a positive attitude is going to create a positive environment for you, now you are eating very depressed, ill, sick animal meat. So is that having an effect on you? Something to think about. Just something to think about. Next, we're going to go with clean water. I made a whole video on this. Clean water. This, is, in my opinion, is the only thing that we can do to truly conserve water. These low-flow toilets, all this other thing is a bunch of BS. Low-flow toilets, low-flow sprinkler heads. At the gym I work out here, you fit. It's zero water urinals. It's a bunch of BS. It makes us feel better, but in reality, it's a bunch of BS. I was watching PBS one time a couple years ago, and they were talking to a public waterworks person. And he said these flow, low-flow toilets are actually harming, or they're not saving any water, because now we're not putting any water into the pipes that run underground. So all these waterways are clogging, and all they can do is just open up the hatch and let water flush through it. There's no mathematical equation that says we need to put exactly 1,000 gallons into this pipe to clean it out. They just say, hey, turn it on for two hours. Hopefully that does the job. So in reality... We are not conserving water one bit. We are actually probably doing more harm than good because these pipes are probably now corroding at a faster pace than they normally would. Think about that. Food for thought. <clears throat> so in my opinion, the only way we can really conserve water is we need to be careful what we are putting in the water. What are in your beauty products? What is in your laundry detergent? What is in your shampoo, your lotions? What are you putting on your body every day that you wash off? What chemicals are in there? Because now we're just contaminating our water. They're saying now they're finding fish out in the ocean, out in lakes that have caffeine present in their bloodstream. Now, how does a fish get caffeine in it? Does that even make sense? I'm sure there are not too many plants or other fish, whatever they consume, that has caffeine in it. But for some reason, and I'm guilty of that one. I'm drinking coffee right now, and it's almost 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Or now I, I heard something where they were saying that they're doing blood tests on newborn babies or babies in the womb. And they have, I want to say it was something absurd, like 250, but I'll go even less. 50 different chemicals are in the bloodstream of newborn babies, if not babies in the womb. And we wonder why we have all these different diseases and illnesses of children. Autism, Down syndrome, leukemia, whatever you want to say. What, are, what these children are born with. And this is all because of the products that we are using and putting into our water. Fertilizers. Um... Since I said fertilizers, if you do some research and you look for a documentary called Solo, Southern Louisiana, they say right there at the mouth of the Mississippi where it goes into the Gulf of Mexico, they say there's like a one mile square radius where nothing can live. Nothing can live in that area but some weird black fungus, I think it was. Other than that, there is no life 
in that square mile at the bottom of the Mississippi River from all the pollution that comes from the mainland. And of course, we all know the Mississippi runs through the heart of the United States, which is farm country. Once again, there's some other documentary. I can't remember what it was, but somewhere out there in the Pacific Ocean or one of the oceans, I can't remember what it was called, but there's they found just this huge vortex of trash that just floats around in there where everything accumulates, and it's massive. Miles, miles, miles long, miles wide. So what are we putting in the water? Same thing, why are our, our daughters maturing at such a young age? Because there is so many hormones in our water, drinking water. If we were on birth control, if my understanding of birth control is it tricks the body for the 28 days or whatever it is. It tricks the body into thinking that it's pregnant for 21, 28 days. Then you take whatever that other pill is and then it lets, hey, no, you're not pregnant. Have your cycle. So now we've got estrogen running free in the water because once again, you're consuming it. You're going to the restroom. You're flushing it out of your system. And 50%, 70% of the ladies in the United States or the world possibly are on birth control. So now we're contaminating our water through those means. Same thing with plastics. Plastics have an estrogen effect. Same thing with our males. Maybe that could be a reason why our males are becoming a little more feminine. I don't know. Possibility. Alright, so I ranted quite a bit on that one. I apologize. I hope it was at least thought-provoking, insightful. Um, just food for thought once again. Next is going to be the power of our dollar. This is how we can control and change the world. What are you purchasing? What are you buying? Once again, if if volunteering is very important, right? So is charity. What are we doing to help others? Are we giving to others? Are we helping these third world countries? Are we helping our own countries? I saw something the other day. They said in Detroit, now the community is coming together and they're starting to create their own gardens. And people are donating plants there because it's so run down. I've heard if you, if you go there, it would almost look like a third world country in Detroit. It is that bad. But now they are coming together as a community and, and creating their own organic gardens, helping build their own houses and things like that. So what are we doing with our money? Are we truly spending our money wisely? I think that's a big one we need to think about. Are we investing wisely? And then, of course, if we are donating to charities and all these other causes, we need to do our research and make sure that we are doing something that's going to help. I saw a YouTube video about the scam of charity. And we all know the March of Dimes, right? The March of Dimes. And they said the reason why it's called the March of Dimes is because for every dollar that is made, only one dime goes to actually helping something, someone, the cause. And if that's the truth, that is outrageous. Where is the other 90 cents going? Into these people's pockets. I think that's another reason why it is so important that we create our own goals, create our own 
life, our own dreams, make them come true so we can create our own charities and help. Something to think about. I've got big goals for mine. Once I, once my YouTube's on and popping, once I uh, start making some money, I've got some great things that I want to do. Um, not only with my own family, um, if I am lucky enough to have children and a wife, uh, but you know, helping people adopt children. I would like to possibly build some water wells in in third world countries. I would like to be able to set up a scholarship fund for children that are having difficulties pay for their college, maybe pay for their books. I know here my church has a elementary middle school. Maybe I could give a scholarship to help children get into the Catholic schools. There's a lot of things that I want to do, but unfortunately first I need to get myself up and running and be able to make money so that or make more money so that I can follow through with the charities that I want. So the power of a dollar, how are you spending your money? I thought about this today. I'm going to post it as a Twitter quote. I might make it a YouTube video. Um, but when it comes down to it, a lot of people don't want to eat healthy because they say eating healthy is too expensive. That's why we just, you know, that's why you eat crappy food. But to tell you the truth, what my excuse, or when I'm at my cousin's house, the excuse is, oh, I don't feel like cooking, so let's just go to Taco Bell. Let's just go to McDonald's. Let's just go to... It has nothing to do with being too expensive, because that turns one meal into $50, $70 for a family of four. Or if you're going out to eat, just you and a girlfriend, you and a friend... Going out to dinner and getting two drinks, that's $50 plus tip. So truly, I don't even think eating healthy is expensive. It's that we are too lazy and laziness is expensive. Next for me, I'm pretty sure I've brought this up. Shop at a thrift store, you know. Nike, Polo, Ralph Lauren, all these people got plenty of money. I like to shop at thrift stores. It's helping, supposedly helping a good cause. I just talked about the charity issue. I'm not sure, but at least you're not giving money back to these large corporations. That's the truth of the matter. You're keeping it within the community. Especially if you can find a small thrift store that is run by somebody in your community, even better. The power of a dollar. You know, some of the greatest clothes that I have, the nicest clothes, the ones I get the best compliments on, I got from a thrift store, oddly enough. Um, when I started shopping at a thrift store for my clothes, we were at a birthday party, and it was funny. My mother calls me over. She was talking to my grandma, and she's like, Grandma said you're dressed really nice today. You're dressed nice all the time. I was like, oh, well, thank you, Grandma. I appreciate it. And then she said, you must spend a lot of money on clothes, and it must be very expensive. Tell her how much your outfit cost you. And everything I had besides my shoes, the shoes I'd had for four years, I barely got rid of those shoes. I probably had them for five years, some Skechers. I don't even like Skechers, but they were the best-looking shoe. Um, and I just got a new pair at the end of last year, so about six months ago. I had those shoes for five years. I told her, oh, this outfit cost me about $20. I think the shirt cost me 7 The pants cost me 
twelve, something like that. Plus tax, twenty bucks. Uh, but once again, just where are you spending your money? Same thing with the grocery store. There are here in Colorado, farmers markets are popping up everywhere now. Spring's coming. Support your local farmer. Um, it's going to bring down costs or at least be the equivalent because now they don't have to pay for transportation or putting their food in in the store. You're going straight to them. So just another way to change the world by changing someone else's lives. You know, I've I've seen it best on a, on Facebook. One of their pictures and their quotes is, you know, when you when you purchase from a family-owned business, you're helping someone someone's child go to school, play sports, go to college. Versus if you buy from Walmart, you buy from these places, you just are padding their pockets. Something to think about, just how are we spending our money? Very important. And last but not least, this is all I have on my little board here. Maybe I'll think of something else as I'm doing this. But next is just share your story. What is your story? Once again, that's what the first ones are about. Know yourself, carpooling, volunteering. Know your story. Share your story. One of my favorite quotes is, A smart man learns from his mistake, but a wise man learns from the smart man's mistakes. Right? So what is your story? Share your story so hopefully someone will know not to make those mistakes. And then once again, you're doing it right now. Find podcasts, find mentors, find people that you can confide in. Create a new group if you have to. For me, unfortunately, I'm unable to, you know, really get get along with my friends nowadays. Everybody's got their own goals, which is fine. Um, but the unfortunate thing is, since everybody's got their own goals, they don't want to get to know the other person's goals like we don't have enough time and it's it's upsetting i tried to start a men's group with my buddies and of course it was all based on scripture you know but i would just repeat a verse and then i would just talk about it. i would i didn't bring up jesus i didn't bring up god nothing i would just say the verse and then try to talk about how it how we can relate to it and i just got no love for doing that Nobody enjoyed it. I don't think I had a buddy who was just texting the whole time. He didn't care. And, you know, we had two, and that was it. I couldn't get anyone else on board. Nobody wanted to participate. And it, was, and it is what it is. But unfortunately, to change the world, sometimes you need to change your surroundings and the people you hang out with. And once again, that goes back to one, two, and three. So. There you have it. I hope you stood till the end because a couple of those first three were probably repetitive and you were kind of thinking to yourself, oh, it's the same old, same old. But I hope the last ones at least gave you some food for thought and will help you move forward and change the world, change your community, change whatever the case may be. This just popped in since I said community. Uh, I listen to a lot of political interviews. Some of them are not even politicians. They're just people that have changed their life and become very political. One is Killer Mike. He is a 
was a gangster rapper. He is still a rapper, but now he is more conscious, a conscious rapper, and he actually has substance to his music. And I heard an interview with him, and he said, everybody always bickers over this presidential election. Right now I got the TV on mute, and it is the West Virginia polls are closing, so it's the primary for West Virginia. But the funny thing he said is, we're all concerned about the presidential election, but we neglect the elections of our own state, our own county, our own city. And that's where the real change is made. Those are the policies, regulations, and laws that instantly affect me or you where you live. So to him, the most important election that we need to pay attention to is our state elections, which is every two years. So with that being said, I would like, you know, just like to plant that seed. Let's take that into a little more consideration. I know I'm horrible with that. This last one I did a little bit more investigating and looking into the politicians, their views, and truly voting in a way that I thought was was good. And of course it takes time. You know, once again, that's where that laziness comes in. I think I've heard it said best as well. You know, they say the beauty of democracy or, you know, the society that we live in is you're going to get what you deserve. Right? They always say, you get what you deserve. Well, if you're upset with America, if you're upset with your state and the way things are going, well, you know what? We got what we deserved. If we're not doing the research and we're not out there talking about it, well, then you got what you deserve. If all you did was say, hey, yeah, whatever, here you go. Put them in there. Who cares? And if that's, if that's how we look at the voting process, eh, who cares? Just whatever. Well, then don't get upset when your city's messed up, your state's messed up, and the country's messed up. Because when it came to voting time, all we said was, eh, who cares? Whatever. Doesn't matter. Just go with this one. Yes. I, I dated a girl long time ago who said, I just vote with whatever my dad says. My mother, even with me sometimes, she's like, just, just, whatever you vote, vote for me. I'm like, no, you can do your own. I'll take your ballot in for you, but just vote however you want. It's got nothing to do with me. So I'll do the research and I'll just come over, you know, I'll talk to her and say, hey, this is what I found out. If we vote, if you vote on this, this is what it says. If you vote this way, so I just have to do the research and then I relay the message to her on what the initiative, the law, the regulation, whatever is truly about. So once again, voting is the big one. And this is where I want to make a YouTube video about, you know, the X amount of things that every American should do. And voting is one of them. Voting is one of them. Care, uh, owning a gun is one of them. Just because, hey, to tell you the truth, I don't own a gun. I, I, I don't like hunting. I don't even care to shoot a gun. But to tell you the truth, they're always going to tell us that you need to vote. Men died for the right for us to vote. Well, you know what? If that's the case, men died for the right for us to own a gun. So we everybody should own a gun. If everybody should vote because a man died for it, the men died for it, then everybody should own a gun as well because men died for it. 
That doesn't mean you have to go out and buy 10,000 rounds and be one of these doomsday preppers, but then you should just, you should own one just because people have died for that right. And like I've heard before, if America and the, and the government's trying to take that right away from us, then it must be pretty important. And the next one I'll say right now is, is you should, we should all picket or, or some form of um, protest. Why? Because we have the freedom of speech. So we should protest in some way, shape, or form at least once in our lives. Why? Because it, we have the ability. Men have died for that right. And if that's the case, then we should at least participate in it one time in our lives. So, I thought I was done, but there we go. That went off again on a little tangent. Once again, changing the world. How can you do it? What can you do? I hope this is some food for thought that's going to get you on the right track. Get the ball rolling. Get your brain thinking, contemplating, and putting you in a new direction. So, once again, like I said, don't forget to visit the website, trueresults303.com. Sign up for that newsletter. Visit the YouTube channel, True Results 303. Got exercise videos, nutritional videos, supplement videos, self-improvement videos, pain relief videos. If you have pain, there's pain relief, supplementation videos, spiritual videos, Christian videos, Catholic videos, whatever I can think of videos, right? And once again, thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for supporting, subscribing, following, and please, please, please let somebody know that this is out there. Hit that share button, put it on Facebook, put it on Twitter, help me out. It's going to help me out greatly. I would greatly appreciate it. And don't forget to email me if you have any questions or anything that you would like me to talk about. Because once again, this is the community, this is our community, and I'm here to help. And I need help. Sometimes I have difficulties coming up with topics and ideas. So, once again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.